man, <laughs> that is something. Hey, welcome to the show, everybody. It's hump day. It's heading back to the window with Scott and Scott. I am your host, Scott Steen, with uh, Lead Handicapper with winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co-host, Scott Rochelle, Senior Handicapper of winnersandwiners.com. There you go. <laughs> it's like when it's like when you hit a receiver right in the hands and they drop it. I've, I've done that intro like literally five, six hundred times and I fuck it up. So, oh, he was wide open too and he dropped it. How you doing, buddy? Doing all right? Yeah, doing pretty well. Uh, pretty solid day in sports yesterday for my betting purposes. So that was nice. Uh, besides that, yeah, just been chilling. Uh, anything going on with you? Uh, not much, not much. A, uh, a another horrible, horrible pick on my play of the day yesterday. As I had USC to cover, <laughs> fucking down double digits. <laughs> Good God! I thought I liked the under. That didn't get there either. Oh fuck! It was awful. <laughs> it was just awful. And uh, yeah, we uh, split on the premium side. Um, so that that went okay, but. Uh, just, uh, I, I was so, I was so cold, dude. I took, I took the day off as far as my play of the day. I, I had a, I had a play that I liked and I'm like, you know what? I'm just fucking cold. I'm not doing it. So I do have, I did Olympic hockey. There you go. Yeah. That's how, that's how much you like the, uh, that's how much you like the card tonight. So, uh, very solid. Um, got to say hello to everybody that's here. Of course, JC Stone, Euler Foster, Crash Landon coming off a sweep. There you go. What's up, Crash? Good to see you. David Good in the house. AZ out there, man. Uh, we're getting a little AZ weather here. It's about 60, so that's cool. JC Stone. 72 degrees where I am. Is it really? Oh, because you're no, inside. Fuck off. Because I'm, I'm in my room. James S. I'm in a room. Yeah. Jason, that rolled... I'm going to make that joke every time. Yep. Uh, bad day for NCA and all. Yeah. Jason, that roll tide guy. Roll tide, buddy. Uh, Jane. Okay, I get to see a lot of guys here. Called the Jane said he called the Auburn upset. Very good. We both um, liked Arkansas in that one. We did. We did. Uh, Fayetteville, tough place to play, man. It really is. And you know, we we talked about Auburn been playing with fire, and yeah, they got burned. That Arkansas was just that much better than Mizzou, uh, who Auburn beat by one. So you you watch any of the second half of that game? No, no, I did not. I was watching, Auburn watching in the last 30 seconds of regulation. I saw it against Georgia, not against Georgia. I saw it on several occasions. They have some of the worst shot selection on final possession shots I've ever seen. They just do nothing besides stand around and take 38 footers because Auburn was tied 20 something seconds on the game clock, no shot clock. Dribble, 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 dribble in the same spot. Three seconds left. Oh, I got to shoot it. Chucks it from 38 feet, not even close. Just a terrible possession. 10 regulation. Not good. Not good at all. Um, Bill McDonald uh, checking in. David, David Good said he went to graduate school in Fayetteville. Uh, it's beautiful. It is. I'll tell you what, though. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't a place for a fat guy. If you, uh, you better be in because you're walking up some hills in in Fayetteville by the stadium and the school and everything. It's a it's a it's a hilly town. Is what I'm saying. Uh, favorites in the NBA are printing money the last four days. Yeah, we uh, we actually are going to talk about that here a little bit later. Uh, Bill McDonald, do we like Houston first half tonight? Usually a solid play. I'm assuming he's talking it's a lot more solid at home usually, but assuming... SMU's been good. Houston's a world beater. I mean, they're the best team in the conference by far. I'm not going to push back and say I like SMU in that spot because Houston's clearly the best team in the conference, and it's not even close. 
No, it's a you lay in four. That's that's not mm. that's not awful. This and it, it, they are a Houston is an extremely good first half team, um, mm. especially especially at home. So uh, are they on the are they on the road for this one? No, they're oh they're, oh, they're on the road, aren't they? They're on the road. That, that's why I said yeah. I like the first half more at home. Yeah, let's see. They're here. still the much better team. Are oh, they putting up thirty seven two in the first half on the road? Okay. Play a little better first half. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm. I'm. This, they're still the far better team. Uh, I think the defense is going to be able to do the job because that's that's what they're going to count on. SM, you can put some points on the board, man. They can score. So. Yeah. Um, the only the only venue I watch for uh, Olympics women volleyball uh, that makes me a pig. So be it. Says David the Italian. I'm assuming he's talking about beach volleyball, uh, which is it's, it's that's a fine sport right there. I'm sorry. It is it's the wrong is. Olympics, but you're not wrong. No, I know it's uh, it, it is the wrong Olympics. I like I like regular volleyball. It's a it's a fun with when you score when you can now score on every on every serve because you used to have to be able to serve to get the point, and now they play to twenty five and you can yeah I like it. It's it's cool. I don't mind volleyball at all. Well, uh, schools are the defending champions, so I actually watched a bit of the NCAA tournament. There you go. There you go. Um, my best play George Mason plus one. Don't hate that, says King Me. Um, Mason at home in that one. Um, yeah, I'm okay with that. We might even talk about that game here a little bit later, huh, Scott? Uh, yeah, uh, potentially. Uh, you're going to be putting a UFC out monster card this weekend, buddy. kind of have to. It's one of the biggest cards of the year just based on the quality of fights. Of course, there's only one title fight, so right. there are a couple of bigger cards, but... Adesanya's fighting Whitaker again. That should be fun. Even some of the other cards. You got Shuey against Derek Lewis. What more do you want? So on one hand, you have Lewis with the funny interviews. On the other hand, Tuavasa might chug another beer out of his shoe. So should be entertaining post-fight no matter what. But I should end up making a video. There you go. Cool. Hey, don't forget to like and subscribe, everybody. Hit that. Hit the thumbs up. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't done so already. Uh, don't forget we're doing our... Super Bowl prop show right after this, and uh, I got some I got some good ones cut cooked up. I got some some plays that I found some value in. I know you have found some as well, so that should be fun. And then of course Friday we're doing our Super Bowl preview, and then Sunday the big pregame spectacular with everybody everybody involved should be there. So that'll be fun. And of course, like and subscribe. There will be consequences if you don't like and subscribe. We will ask you for likes five separate times. And you know, and you know I said that Scott. I put that in there because somebody roasted me in the comment section yesterday that I uh, start the video asking for likes. And they said, you know what? If we want to like it, we will. If we don't want to like it, we won't. Stop asking for, for likes. And then he brought out the hammer, Scott. Brought out the fucking the hammer. hammer. You, know what, you know what he said? Well, you told me, but I'll yeah. let you tell the he said He said Scott Reichel doesn't ask for likes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. In a, in, a, in a world full of steens, be a Reichel, I guess is what this dude is saying. On the other hand, uh, I didn't know if he'd ever watched videos before. <laughs> on YouTube because me asking for likes not exactly unique on the YouTube so anyway don't forget to like <laughs> now I'm gonna feel weird every time I fucking did it's so weird man I've been doing this for like, what four years almost literally thousands of comments that's the first time anybody's ever said anything and now it's in my head I'm like oh maybe I shouldn't ask for likes <laughs> alright so let's uh, let's get a rolling Scott let's uh, let's uh, before further ado because we've got a lot to cover today so let's find out how yesterday went for everybody. Let's find out 
Who took it in the shorts? Who took it to the bank? Who was the winners? And who was the whiners in the day's edition of Call Those Cops? All right, very good, Scott. Well, probably nothing as dramatic as the uh, as as the the NBA game the day before, but there were a few uh, there were a few puckers here. And uh, speaking of that Arkansas Auburn game, uh, in a game that I said I liked the under and was thoroughly roasted under one fifty one and a half. If you uh, bet that, kind of idiot would take the under. You had it capped Auburn. right. You were on the right side. I I fucking every we went head to head about three times yesterday. I think I got you every time, buddy. It's a rarity. It's a rarity. Well, uh, that's false because we went head to head on the total, and well, I was uh, right about the Arkansas over. Okay, so. okay, but well, I don't know. Big I don't know fat fucking asterisk that. on that because, well, for starters, UConn. There's, there's the one. There's one I okay. remember. Cool. Uh, had 132 in regulation, 66, 66. You beat it by 19 points. You're a fucking genius. You followed me. Way to go. Oh shit, I haven't been running good. Oh no, I haven't because here comes overtime. That's right. And you're thinking, well, it's 132. They're still going to get 20 in overtime. I could be okay here, right? Fuck you. You're not winning. That game landed 156. They couldn't stop making it fucking rain in overtime. If you had Auburn, Arkansas, under 151.5, call the cops. Now, you guys may notice that I sometimes give more enthusiastic reads to call the cops. Good chance that those are the games that I uh, may have had a little uh, piece of. So, just saying. Go ahead. Never, never in doubt. Yeah, it's anyway. directly to how many hundreds is how many fucks I drop. Okay, that's that's pretty much the way that works. Go ahead, bud. Uh, sec- second one, we were actually on the right side of it because I know we both liked Penn State yesterday against Michigan. But if you were laying two with the Wolverines, they led by four with less than two seconds left. You know what that means? Everyone get away. Count it. Nobody foul. Count it. And Penn State drained the meaningless three pointer at the end of regulation. Michigan only won by one. Nothing but Netskis right there, buddy. And finally, looking out west where they call me Tex, if you had the Utah State Wyoming under 140 and a half, how about them Cowboys? 68-68 in regulation. Hey, it's overtime fucking night. Sure it is. Here we go. That game also uh, landed 154 as well as they put up 18, which would have got you home in the Arkansas game. But I digress. Uh, Yeah, that... Under 140 and a half. That was a distant memory. Utah State, Wyoming. Ish. Call the cops. I mentioned it several times before. The Mountain West historically is awful in the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to regular season conference play, is that the most entertaining conference in in the sport this year? Because well, it feels that way. You certainly have a wide variety of styles. A lot of those teams are really, uh, you know, they're on the same level. But here's teams are competitive. And here's the mistake that I make, Scott. I watch these teams play in conference play, and they look really good in the tournament, or they look really good to close out the year, and you fucking you get behind them in the NCAA tournament. And then you forget, oh, yeah, I'm comparing uh, apples and cantaloupes here. To Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, fuck. Colorado State getting 10 from Kentucky. That should be a lock. They're about as good, right? <clears throat> Thanks for playing. The Mountain West, historically speaking, is god-awful in the NCAA tournament. So here, in that actual conference tournament and in the regular season, the Mountain West is arguably must-watch TV. Yeah. Every game feels like it comes down to the wire. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, buddy. Well, there was some good news out there. Let's see if we found ourselves on this list at all. As uh, you know, you know who you were. You had a nice lazy Tuesday evening because you were sitting in the rocking chair.
So the first one going to go to hockey. If you had the Devils on the money line against the Canadiens, they led two to nothing after the first period, and it got a lot easier after that because the Devils won seven to one. Diablos, El Diablos. Hey, staying in the world of ice hockey, if you had the Wild Jets under six, had one goal in the first 58 minutes. Oh my God, how could this be a bad beat? Uh, it's not. Uh, they scored another goal, and then it was two to nothing, and then the game ended. Congratulations, you were uh, four under. You cash that ticket easily. And the last one, if you had LSU, minus one against Texas A&M, led by 20 at the half, and they won by eight. All right, very good. Um, we haven't done one of these in a while, and uh, we haven't we've we've kind of uh, eschewed our our segments in order to cap more games. But sometimes something comes up, and we just have to talk about it. And I think we've actually got two of those today, Scott. Um, you know, like my mom when she found me with the vacuum cleaner. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. All right, buddy. Um, I'll let you take this one since this is your hometown team that showed up in this. Um, who was the uh, disappointed us yesterday? So it was my hometown team, but I had money on the Celtics as my play of the day. Yeah. So I wasn't complaining about the result. It's about the Brooklyn Nets because we know they were missing a bunch of their best players yesterday. No Harden, no Kyrie, no KD. Joe Harris is still injured, no Claxton, no Aldridge. They were basically using a G League squad. And you expected Boston to win pretty handily. But what you didn't expect was Brooklyn to be trailing at 28 to 2, <laughs> seven minutes into the game. <laughs> I don't want to say you got a rocking chair with 41 minutes left, but you had to feel good about that play. 28, 28 to 2. two. Not good. Not good. Um, I like I like Boston first quarter there. I got to be honest with you. I liked them the full game. <laughs> I had, I think it might have been the biggest play I've ever had. Nice. But I was all over Boston, and that worked out really well. Outstanding. All right. So let's do let's do one more here. Um, and somebody alluded to this briefly, and we'll and we'll touch on it here in the uh, the odds makers. Uh, not a good day for the odds makers yesterday. I think there was an office party for all of them because apparently they were all drunk. So, if you're a square better in the NBA, it's a good time to be alive right now because uh, NBA favorites went 9-1 straight up, 9-1 ATS yesterday. And I think, like somebody said, I think that's about the fourth day in a row that the uh, the favorites have really done well. So, um, any theories on that, Scott? Uh, it seems like uh, the theories, I would say, based on the fact that we're on the trade deadline and we can start to tell which teams are borderline tanking and which teams are not, you're starting to get those obvious fade spots, which are the best down the stretch when you know a team's tanking and you know they're playing the rookies or the young guys 30-plus minutes and they're just going to get buried every night. Yep, We're not officially at that point, but you can tell which teams definitely, let's just say, want it more. A lot of teams playing yesterday didn't seem to care too much, and they got buried as a result. Was that your takeaway? Because they're looking at a bunch of these teams. Detroit's a lost cause. They've been a lost cause the entire season. The Knicks are a lost cause. The Nets had a bunch of injuries, my, but nobody cares. My question is, though, why are the odds makers missing? Not, not why are teams winning by big margins. Why are the odds makers missing the numbers? 
Well, I think the reason is to kind of correlate that is the fact that the odds makers are still pricing the underdogs like it was the case earlier in the season, but it hasn't adjusted to the roster moves that they've made. Got so a little Sacramento, got a little lag is what you're saying. There's a little lag because Portland was initially a favorite somehow against Orlando, even though they traded about 90% of the good players on their team. Yep. So that doesn't make any sense. You're talking about some of the other teams like um, trying to think of examples. Indiana, they traded some bonus. They were missing half their team. How'd that go? They got killed by Atlanta. So I do think that even though the odds makers might have been having good analysis on some of these teams, the bottom feeders earlier in the year, they have to adjust to the rapid change in roster makeup, and that might take a little bit of time. All right, fair enough. Um, I'm assuming this is a UFC question. Ty, uh, Ty Tolavasa. Yeah. Tolvasa? Uh, Tui Vasa. Exactly. Derek Lewis. I got that one. Nailed the Derek Lewis. Is he crazy? Is he naive? Can, can... I don't think you're crazy when you have two knockout guys that are going to stand in front of each other and try to kill each other. So the question is, is Tui Vasa going to land the big shot first? Personally, I think Lewis is going to win. It's going to be in his hometown of Houston. He has the record for most knockouts in the history of the UFC. So I'm going to go with Lewis. But Tui Vasa is fun. They're going to stand in the middle and trade one good shot and two of us can take it, but I think Lewis is going to knock him out. Okay. All right. Very good. Somebody said we need uh, Henry Martinez. By the way, what's up, Hank? It says that we need a uh, over-under for likes on the particular show. Um, if there's an angle, we'll bet it. That's that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I don't care. Um, we got. By the way, Scott, uh, day before yesterday, got to 100. Nice. Got to 103. So that was a that was a big that was a big day for us. And you know what else we have coming up? We have our uh, one year anniversary coming up in about mm, three weeks. Seventeen more episodes, and we'll be at uh, we'll be at one year, buddy. Does it We're seem, on our way. Seem like one year. Or it seem about like five years. Well, it's not one year of us together. It's one year of this version of the show. Yes, correct. Yes, so, we we've, we've been I mean, together longer than that. Yeah, about a couple of years. I've cherished the moments. So. Yes, it's, it's been it's been a, yeah. someday we should someday we should meet. <laughs> yeah, one of these days we'll uh, one of these years we'll do the anniversary show drunk. We'll see what happens. Did did uh, did the US beat China in hockey yet? When is that game? Uh, no, that's Thursday morning. Okay, there you go. That's eight a.m. And you you gave me a spoiler on the uh, on the curling, which was at uh, seven a.m. Eastern time this morning, and they but they show it. I got up and started watching it live. I'm at the eighth in. The U.S. is up by one. And say, hey, congratulations on the USA coming, uh, hitting that one in extra time. I'm like, what the fuck? Well, you told me you had money. On, did you have money on it? I did. I had money yeah, on. You had money on, it and you're watching it on tape delay. I am. I, my, I, 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 I hadn't checked my account yet. I hadn't. I, I purposely did not check my account because I would have known I had money on all the games. So happy you're anniversary. Living the dream. It's like it's like the NCAA tournament, in like the 1970s. You're watching it on 15 hour delay. Groovy Cap says the over-under is 25 likes for today. I got the over. That's it. Smash that, motherfucker. I'll go with the over. There you go. Um, what else you got tonight? You, you, you got anything else that you're in love with here tonight? Uh, I'm looking at I'm looking at the... Uh, and I, believe me, this, these games didn't get any... I don't, I don't take days off very often. I'm about like you, where I haven't taken a day off in a while. But I just, I've been running cold on the plays of the day. Weird thing is, premium, it's been okay. It's been about... It's been a push. I've been... I think I've had four one and one days in a row, but as far as the plays of the day, I'm I'm cold, dude. Cold, probably like one for my last six or so. I was cold a week and a half ago, but I don't take days off, so I was I was pushing through it. 
and we've started to win a couple, so that's definitely a good sign. But for the actual card today, I'll go with the NBA first. Uh, I like Chicago in this matchup. I know that you're looking at the injury report. Of course, Alonzo's still out, Caruso's still out, and the Sunwoo's still out. But you still have a Chicago team that can score the ball pretty easily. Charlotte's been playing some terrible ball lately. Mm -hmm. Now Gordon Hayward's out indefinitely. He's always injured, but now you have to rely on Oubre to get starting minutes. Not a great defender. He can score, though. Totals 237, so they're expecting a track meet. But I'm going with Chicago. Charlotte's a team, from what I can tell this season, is one game over 500 because they're just very streaky. Mm -hmm. They have good moments, bad moments, and they rotate. It's a freaky team. Charlotte's in the middle of a slump. Yep. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go Chicago on that one. Yep. They win they win uh seven of eight and then lose seven of nine. That's just outstanding basketball right there. But Uh, you're looking at Chicago and they still have DeRozan who's been nuts. He scored 38-plus in each of the last two games. Levine's healthy again, so he scored 30 last game, I believe. Vucevic has been really good. I like this Chicago team. I think they're talented, and if Charlotte's not really going to guard anybody, and if the offense is kind of struggling, I'm going to take Chicago. Yeah, I don't blame you. Uh, JB, um, I took the night off. I did not I did not do a video. I did uh, Capper of the Day, so I have all those ready to go. I did not do a video. I just... I just I'd be, you know, it's one of those rare times where like in real life, if you're running cold, you lay off a little bit. I was running cold on my play of the day. I wanted to re- just reset, take a day, and I did. So uh, <laughs> Jones says we're officially going steady after one year. Mm-hmm. I do spend more time talking to you probably than I, than I on most days talking to my wife because, you know, she works and she comes home and she goes to bed and she gets up and I'm still sleeping. I'm sorry and, for setting the bar that high. Yeah, I know, right? Um, LeBron over 25 points tonight. Vucevic over 15. You're not going to get any arguments from me. We'll parlay for you there. I mean, the Lakers need the win. They need every win. Portland stinks. They got even worse because now McCollum's not there. Mm -hmm. The Lakers better win this game. I'm not going to blame them for yesterday's loss because they're playing against Milwaukee. You're supposed to lose. We both like Milwaukee in that game. But I, it's not even a hot take. The Lakers stink. But Portland is god-awful, so the Lakers should win this game. Whether they do or not, it's a separate story, but the projected starting lineup for Portland, Simons, McLemore, Ellerby, Winslow, and Nurkic. Ouch. Not That'll idea. win you maybe 12 games in a season. I'll take the Lakers. Any interest in uh, Toronto laying 10 on the road against OKC? Uh, Toronto's been playing really good ball. Oklahoma City, of course, still missing Shea. Dort's kind of by himself offensively. Giddy's more of a facilitator. It's either Toronto or pass. Because Toronto discovered that resting players is for the week. They just play everybody 40 minutes a game and nobody cares. Yep. But Toronto's been killing people. So it's either Toronto or pass. You know what? I take a little sniff at Oklahoma City there with the points. Uh, 7-2-1 against the number, their last 10 home games. I'm okay with that. They're they're not winning, but they're keeping it. They don't need to. They're, they're keeping it disturbingly close. So, yeah, I'm all right with that. Um, I just I just don't know about Toronto laying ten. I yeah I know without without Shea, it's it's definitely a, a much more difficult task for the Thunder. But uh, it seems like a spot we just talked we talked about it earlier for Ozmakers were drunk. How the favorites have been doing really well. Yeah. Over the last couple of days. Yep. 
you're going to see some regression on that where the underdog has a decent day. I know I picked Chicago and I'm, I'm not going to take Oklahoma city, but one of these days you're going to see the underdogs go like seven and three. Oh yeah. And you're going to go, are the odds makers back? Are the, uh, are the underdogs back? Like, I mean, it comes in waves. Yeah, so absolutely does. Don't just keep blindly betting favorites and expecting it to win every time. No. That's why they call it square, buddy. Yep. How about this fading? Uh, I don't know. They're fading. They uh, hit a little rough patch. Golden State playing at Utah. Um, Utah still without Gobert. Iguodala's out. He's always been out. Of course, Clay's got Clay and Iguodala are still out. Draymond's out. Um, so the, really the question there comes down to, can, uh, Golden State do it, can Seth do it by himself? Because though they've been winning, they haven't been covering. So when I speak of a cold streak, I mean cold as far as betters go, as they've, uh, as they've covered the number uh, three times, four times in the last nine games. So where are you at with, where, where are you at with that team, with this Utah team that's been playing uh decent basketball, one, three straight? Um, have a nice little home stretch going there. Beat Denver, Brooklyn, New York. Not exactly a, a murderer's row there. You know, Denver decent, but uh, well, Mitchell's healthy again, which is definitely a plus. True, true. Yeah, you they're they're when they they had that five game losing streak, and that was I think most of those were without Mitchell and Gobert, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, so, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, James, absolutely with Charlotte. They're they've been uh, they've been awful lately. They're they're just they're they're so streaky. Uh, no Dasanmu tonight. Oh, that's right. Yep. Yep. Um, Mitchell over 25 and a half against uh, this Golden State defense. If Utah is going to win, he's going to need to drop like uh, at least 28. So I don't mind that. I think that Mitchell should play well in that matchup. Uh, I know that Bronco mentioned DeRozan over. I did a podcast earlier today, and that's one of my favorite plays. DeRozan over 28 and a half just because he's been so good lately. So I do think that you're looking at a spot where DeRozan just should have whatever matchup he wants and he should exploit it because I don't know who on Charlotte can actually guard him. Same thing with Golden State guarding Mitchell. Do they really have a guy that can guard him? I don't see it. No, I don't either. I'm, uh, I think he's going to be able to call his number there. Mm-hmm. Now, Utah is a team I don't trust. No. Which makes sense because you can't really trust that team. But Golden State missing Draymond and Clay. Is their team actually that good, like talent wise? I know that they have a great record and all, but mm-hmm. you can make an argument that for this matchup with the injuries Golden State has, is Utah the more talented team in this matchup? I mean, it's certainly a case. It's certainly possible. Like Golden State, they're they're on that winning streak, right? They won they won nine straight. Uh, the only team that's worth a damn they beat was, uh, Dallas and Utah. That's, yeah. and that's pretty much it. So they beat Utah by two at home. They didn't cover the number. They didn't cover the five. Um, I'm not even sure Mitchell played in that game. I'm not even, I don't I, think he did. Uh, I think that was the first game he missed. If I'm not mistaken, that was the 23rd of January. So, um, you know what? I'll take, I'll take golden state money line there. I'll take, okay. I'll take a little sniff. Baylor, Kansas State. Mm-mm-mm. Baylor minus seven last time I checked. K-State's at home. 
you know, just about the time you want to just write this team off of being a pretty much a complete waste of time, they uh, they step up and have a nice win. This Baylor team, Scott, are they going to be angry? Are they going to oh, be are they going to be angry coming coming off that Kansas game? Uh, I think you can make the argument yes, uh, because they got embarrassed. But Kansas State plays good defense. Baylor plays good defense. I like the under. I just think 137 sounds way too high mm -hmm. when Kansas State offensively should definitely have to struggle for every single basket they get. But we know Kansas State also loves to slow the pace down. So I like the under. I think you'll see Kansas State get to what, like 63 tops. in this game? Tops. I think you're in a good spot for they, the under. They put, four, they put 49 up when they played last time. They yeah. so, ran them out of 60. the gym. Give me the under. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, the under cash last time, it uh, barely it got there. Oh, no, it was 120. I'm sorry, 123. Yeah, K-State put, uh, put up 49 points. That's not good. Um, I like this K-State team. They're scrappy. You know, I think, they, I think they've got a good future. I don't think that future is against Baylor. Uh, I'll, give, I'll, I'll take Baylor and lay the lay the seven. Sorry, sorry, Wildcats. Uh, I mean, Baylor is the better team, and you can make an argument that Kansas State had a good game against TCU, so they are obligated to be terrible for the next two games, then randomly have a good game in about a week. Yeah, that's about right. That's that sounds so, so, that sounds solid. I like the under is my favorite play in that game though. Uh, it's one of my favorite college basketball games. I've got a couple of premiums in college. Uh, I like. I don't mind the Southern Illinois, uh, Northern Northern Iowa under, getting one thirty one and a half there. Southern Illinois defense is for real. We've talked about that before in conference play. Uh, I don't mind Wright State laying laying uh, eight to Wisconsin Green Bay. Awful team. Green Bay is awful. Yep, just terrible. Uh, Mississippi State, Tennessee. Uh, what's the, what's the, basically a pick them on that? Yeah, it's basically a pick them. Um, I see Mississippi State's around plus one and a half. Yeah, that's that's what I've got as well. I'm going to take the Bulldogs there. I watched them play against Arkansas over the weekend. Defensively, they were really good. They couldn't score to save their lives, but Tennessee on the road is three and four straight up. So I'm not exactly sold on this volunteer team. They're very good at home. They're not great on the road. But the Bulldogs can play good defense, and I'm a big fan of Iverson. I think he's pretty good. So I'm going to go with Mississippi State. I think they'll get the job done. The line looks a bit trappy, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. It, it really does. Uh, I am. That's what I'm worried about in getting involved with Mississippi State there. But uh, yeah, I think I think I think you're right. I think they're they're just daring you to take Tennessee. So I, I, I think this Mississippi State team—they've been good in conference. They've been good at home. Uh, USC sucks. Crow. Yeah. Hey, thanks, Carrot. I appreciate you stopping by to let me know. <laughs> yeah, they were awful. They, they were absolutely awful. Uh, I bet Baylor minus six and a half going to roll that into Scott's hockey play. Yeah, I think that's solid, Peter. I think that's absolutely. Uh, Peter's been doing the uh, the rollover parlays, which, as you know, I'm a big fan of. And way mm -hmm. to get way to get your true odds on that. So uh, I'm, I'm rooting for you, buddy. Uh, Tennessee missing their big man. Oh shit! I, uh, that's right. Um, they lost. Uh, and and Mississippi big men came back from the Arkansas game, so they're actually healthy. Yep. Yep. Uh, Nakamura? Is that it? Is that it? That's, that sounds right. Ooh. You mean Tennessee's guy or yeah. Mississippi State's guy? Tennessee's guy. Um, Drawing a blank on the name. Sorry. How to get your podcast. Uh, Joan, we're available on 
basically every podcast platform out there, where uh, uh, Apple, iTunes, Spreaker, uh, Spotify, and they, I put it up as soon as we're done taping, as soon as we're done recording, I put it up on podcast. It takes a little while to get it up there, but it's usually up by, I would say, five o'clock Eastern time. So yeah, that's uh, and definitely uh, definitely do our podcast because uh, we yeah we're uh, we're there uh, uh, just about everywhere. So <laughs> we like girls in there. We we love female cappers. You know, my wife has a theory, Scott, that there's way more ladies that listen to the show than comment because you know they're used to like hostile environments and in, in, in dude rich environments. You know, like, game, could be. like I mean, gaming we and sports have a, betting. What, a couple hundred views per show that we do? Yeah, 600 or so. So yeah. my, I'm not sure what the percentage of women listeners you think there are. My wife thinks there's a, my wife thinks there's a, a hundred plus. She thinks that half of the audience. No, a hundred, a hundred out of, a hundred out of 600. A hundred out of 600. Yeah. Okay. All right. That sounds, that sounds fair. So, yeah, I hope so. I hope that's right because uh, I think they're definitely underrepresented in the market. And I think, Women are very analytical. I think they can. I think they're good at math, and they're very. I thought you meant a hundred out of two hundred. I'm like, no, that seems a little. No, bit no, no. Much. You know, and the the great thing, a lot of time, uh, a lot of times, ladies don't come with preconceived notions about this team from ten years ago or this team from they used to do this or they don't they don't fucking they don't their head isn't cluttered with that shit. So, mm-hmm. uh, David Good said my wife listens to the show as I do. She wins much more than me. <laughs> no shit. Um. Surprised to see carrots all still alive. He was having some problems with a uh, a certain uh, uh, acquaintance that he had apparently pissed off. I don't know. It's it's carrot it's carrot drama, man. It's Jan- better to be pissed off than pissed on. That's absolutely true. Keep that in mind. What's your favorite college play tonight, buddy? Uh, my favorite college play, based on a side, I'm tempted by Rutgers because all this team does is upset people at home. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what Rutgers just has done all season. That's what, that's what I do, by the way. I, I, I try to upset people at home. They've they've had issues against some underwhelming teams, but they've really risen to the occasion against ranked opponents. Yep. Rutgers is eleven and two at home, straight up seven five and one ATS. But you look at who they've beaten. They beat Purdue. They beat Iowa. Go down the line. They've beaten a decent amount of ranked teams. Ohio State on the road, three and four straight up, three and four ATS. On paper, and according to all the advanced numbers, Ohio State should win the game handily. But weird things happen over there in in Rutgers. I'm going to take the Scarlet Knights. Don't hate it. Don't hate it. I'll I'll pile on there with taking a uh, ridiculous uh, home dog as well. This is one that we talked about uh, as a possible bet the farm. We uh, we stayed away from it, but it's Nebraska in Big Ten play at home again. Nebraska not a good team. Not going to win. Uh, most times they they're gonna have to win this one because it's a really short number, but they cover they're covered against Indiana, covered against Wisconsin, covered against Rutgers, covered against Illinois, covered against Ohio State at all at home. So uh, Minnesota, the wheels have come off. They have lost eight of their last nine straight up. Give me uh, give me give me some uh, Husker love there, bud. Cornhuskers are so bad, but it does seem that since the line is so short, knowing that Nebraska is this bad. Nebraska's probably going to win the game. Yep, yep. That's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. Kevin Solano says my girlfriend totally loves hearing y'all in the background. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> nice. Knights, Scarlet Knights. There you go. Yep. Well, yep. That's what I'm looking at. It's really tough to avoid taking a competent Big Ten home team getting points. 
Mm-hmm. They've done very well all season long. Yep, it's been extremely solid. Uh, David asking for some uh, some unders, some over unders. How about uh, South Florida under? Um, I've got a grid here, buddy. Uh, South Florida under, Dayton under. There's there's two there's two unders for you. And I have any overs here that I like? Uh, oh oh yeah, I did I I did I like this one. I'm going to play this one personally. Uh, Vermont over. Yeah, okay. there, there you go. Um, I think if you're asking me for totals, yeah, I totals. Think my favorite on my favorite under is probably the Kansas State under. Okay. Just because I'm not even sure if Baylor shows up defensively, Kansas State gets to 55. So I got to be tempted by the under on that one. For an over, I'm actually going to go to the Samford game. I'm going to go with the over in the Samford-Wofford game because Samford just goes all-out pace, no defense whatsoever. Wofford tries to slow it a little bit, but Samford is so aggressive with its pace, I think it'll be contagious. I see that game getting into the 150s. Alabama Ole Miss talking about a clash of styles there as well. Uh, 143 and a half. Somebody asked us about the total there. I'm not taking it over with Ole Miss. See, and I, I feel, get there, but I'm not doing it. I feel the same way about taking it under with Alabama. That's fair. Uh, it's, it's who's going to be able to impose their will. I like Mississippi to cover and potentially win the game. So because of that, I'm assuming they're going to dictate pace. So I think it's correlated. I'm going I'm going Mississippi and the under because if they try to go up tempo with Alabama, they're going to get run out of their own gym. Oh yeah, that's that's definitely true. So um, I think it's correlated. And Kentucky was able to slow Alabama down. Um in, in, what do you think? I, I feel like it's correlated. If you like Bama, you're yes. probably taking the over. Yes, absolutely 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 agree. Uh Mississippi defense, you know, like I said they've been playing good ball especially lately. Uh yeah, I think I think they're gonna try to impose their will at home. I think, yeah, give me give me the under there. Euler Foster says uh, Harvard Yale under. Mm. A little Ivy, a little dip in the uh, midweek Ivy action, Scott. I truth be told, I forgot that the Ivy even did midweek games because I'm so used to them playing on Friday. Yeah, Friday the Friday Saturday doubleheaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the number there? One. 40? Yeah, I got to play the under there. Yeah, I'm looking at the under as well. I, agree. I, I feel like it's a spot where we know these teams hate each other, or these teams are very competitive with each other every uh-huh. time. I don't see both teams getting into the 70s. I see uh, one maybe reaching 70, one reaching 60-something. I think it'll be close, but I think it'll land probably around 136. That's I've got it at 134.5, so yeah, I think that's solid. Okay. Radley Braves catching four and a half from uh, the Ramblers of Loyola, Illinois, Scott. I'm looking at Bradley in that spot. Bradley's been playing better ball over the last month. Mm-hmm. They played once this season, and I believe that game went to overtime, correct? Yes, it was uh it was Bradley ended up losing, but it was a thirteen point spread. They didn't they obviously didn't lose against the spread. Yeah. But Bradley's won uh, five of six. They've been playing better. But you lose in overtime on the road against Loyola. I feel like you're undervalued at home. Yep. I think Bradley keeps it close. I like the under in that game. So it's another spot where if I like the under, I feel better getting points. Fair enough. Because you might, you might like Loyola, and then you realize in order to cover the spread they're laying, 
they might have to actually score more than 50-something points. Right. And that's not a given in any given game. So I'm going to go with Bradley plus the points. Yeah, definitely when you're looking to cover big numbers, definitely cover correlate your big numbers with with the total. And yeah. if if you've got if you're you know laying twelve points in a game that's one thirty, that's something you might want to give a second thought to. Uh, Wake Forest, North Carolina State, uh, big number there. North Carolina State team that uh, treats defense the way I treat salad bars. Um, don't like them. Don't not interested in them. So the problem is it's so bad. Huh? That's the problem. They can't. They can't fucking shoot. They're 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 just awful on offense, man. I don't know. I'd probably be more interested in taking a Wake Forest team total there, or uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of seventy-eight and a half or so. I think they get to eighty. Yeah, I do too. I I think I I I I totally agree. I have I don't want to get involved with counting on North Carolina State to do shit except give up points. So Yeah. yeah, North Carolina State only seven to seven at home. Um, yeah, they've been they've been dreadful in conference play. Well, they're seven and seven at home. They're three and eleven ATS. Right. So. Right. Yep. Exactly. Exactly correct. So even when they get there, they don't they don't get there with any style at all. Uh, yeah, this is just a team that's not playing well. I would I would be all over Wake Forest in this spot, and take the team total over as well. That's what I'm looking at. Yep. NC State maybe can show up for this one. I believe it when I see it. I I don't see it. Uh, they've they've, they've no, they, they're getting they're getting run out in their own building half the time. Yep, the only team they showed up for lately has been has been Virginia, uh, just out of nowhere, fourteen point win over UVA. But other than that, they've been absolute shite. Just shout out to Wake Forest, by the way. They're actually ranked. Good for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm it's been uh, a couple of years since they've been ranked. Yeah, that's something I will probably get involved with on a personal level as well. I, I like the. Uh, the Deeks there. Uh, yes, Zach, he, uh, we talked about that a little bit earlier. He will be doing a UFC video. Yep. I will not be doing a UFC video. Sorry, buddy. Unfortunately. Yeah. It was a lot. I, I learned a lot because I came from no knowledge, zero knowledge. Had never, you know, maybe watched three fights in my life when the pandemic hit and we started capping UFC. So, you bet it occasionally. Um, I do. I do. I bet. I bet very small amounts on on goofy shit. You know, just it's usually one outcome per fight, and sometimes I get lucky mm-hmm. and have a profitable night. I have, make no claim to having any sort of skill <laughs> whatsoever at all. Um, especially uh, like yourself, who grew up with it. You know, grew up watching it with your dad, which you know that's wasn't my deal at all. And of course, it wasn't around when I was a kid. So, well, grew up is a stretch. I'd say I started probably ninth grade. Maybe. Okay. All right. Like I, I missed the GSP run, like but four I years picked ago. it up after. Okay. Uh, it wasn't really four. It was more like 10, but close <laughs> enough. Who's counting? Uh, Bobby Morris, Scott, heading up again, uh, hosting Detroit. Detroit. Detroit Mercy. It's a great name for that team because that's often what they're saying to the other team. And they have one good player. I mean, we talked about it when they faced off against Wright State the other day. Yep. I said Wright State might kill them, and they won that game by thirty something. Because besides Antoine Davis, the team stinks. They they not good. They they not good. Um, yeah, they lose that one by thirty one to Wright State. I worry about this Robert Morris team because because they suck. Well, they they struggled with the Wisconsin cities. They they, they uh, well they beat they handily beat Milwaukee. They struggled against Green Bay, dude. They they 
at home beat Green Bay by two. That's that's not a quality performance there. I have no opinion on this game at all. Both these teams stink. Yeah. I'm not getting to the window with either of these teams. Uh, give me the give me the home favorite just on general principles. Okay, I'm gonna go with Detroit on the principle of not being able to bet on Robert Morris. STM Network. Did you hit any of your parlays yesterday? Did you go zero and three or did you go one and two? Because I had uh, talked to him. Do you think Houston coverage against SMU? Yeah, both of us agreed that we don't love it, but we don't really yeah. want to get involved with SMU in that spot. It won't be easy, but I think Houston wins by ten. Uh, Robert Morris money line. I think that's a, I think that's a solid play, James. I think that's the way to go. Uh, two- I'm just staying away. You have you have that big of a card, and you want to bet on Robert Morris. I'm I'm just picking other games. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Tulane plus ten against Memphis. I I like Tulane in that spot. I, I, I think Tulane with Hunter as the coach has actually been surprisingly decent in conference play. Are they good overall? Not really. But Memphis is a team that's been a psycho team all season long. I'm not laying double digits there. Mm-mm. Give me Tulane in conference play. It's Tulane's covered five straight, seven of eight, man. Okay. They've been good. Yeah, give it to me. Give it to me, daddy. Uh, STM Network said of the six picks, he had three parlays, three two-game parlays, uh, two-leg two parlays. He hit one leg, hit the Vancouver winner. Uh, peaks and valleys, son. Peaks and valleys. Because he, he, he had all three the day before. So mm-hmm. what do you got for today? You going you gonna to give a pick to the people, buddy? Put a, put, a, put, a, put a parlay out there. Put your favorite, favorite parlay out. Uh, that's my son, by the way. I don't know. We talk about it, but STM Network is my kid. That stands for Steen Machine Network. Or Steen Machine, sorry. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, it's almost that time, bud. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Okay. Let's uh, let's do it up here, man. We've uh, we've been okay. We've been okay lately. And uh, once again, it's hump day. It's uh, it's the wash day. So you probably got those nice clean overalls. Go ahead and put them on. You can leave a strap hanging. You know, we're we're kind of low key here, but however you dress, put your straw hat on, grab your keys, climb aboard that John Deere. And fire that bad boy up, kids, because once again, it is time to bet the farm. Well, Skeeter, I know we had a bet the farm play yesterday. How did that end up? We had Toledo covering against Ohio, and they won handily. Cue to banjos! All right, there you go. And we do have a bet the farm play for today. And it is going to be from the game that somebody asked us about. It's the Richmond George Mason game. Scott, do you know who George Mason was? Uh, hell of a guy. He was a patriot, I believe. <laughs> he was. He was a patriot. He was uh, signed the Declaration of Independence. That's, I mean, uh, the, and that's really all I know about him. But uh, yeah, good cat. I can't, can't believe they're not called the John Hancocks. <laughs> right. Uh, we're going to play the under, 137. This is a Richmond team. May not be quite as good in years past, but they're still top 100 in defensive efficiency. And the defense has really been getting it done lately as they've given up just 61.1 points per game in their last seven. And, of course, one of those games was against this very same George Mason team. That was a home game for the Spiders, land of 69-52. That's 121, kids. 60, 62 what I say? what I say? 62-61. Oh, yeah. Si- yeah. Dyslexia. Hello. Same amount. Yeah. 62-59. 121. That's the part that matters. And very good trends for uh, Richmond. 
The under has cashed in six of their eight home games, six straight in conference play. So uh, there you go. No, I'm sorry. It's, it's cashed in all eight, six of eight conference, all eight home games, six straight in conference play. So there you go. That's our play for today. We're going to try to keep it rolling here as we get involved with the Richmond George Mason under 137. And that's going to do it for this edition of Bet the Farm. And that's going to do it for this edition of Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. Want to wish you guys nothing but the best. Good luck on all your plays. Don't forget to check out our partners. Of course, Caesars has a great deal. 1500 bucks just in time for the Super Bowl. Nationwide, wherever there's a Caesars, that deal is for you. So get yourself signed up, get deposited, check out all the links in the show description. Stay tuned. We're going to just kind of turn this sucker around here for a second and then fire it right back up as we do our Super Bowl props preview show. I'm looking forward to this. Everybody loves a good prop action. So, yeah, till then, guys, hang with us if you can. We appreciate it. If not, thanks for stopping by. Don't forget, we do this every single day, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, as Scott and I will do our very best to help you in your daily journey to head back to the window. Take care, everybody.